You are listening to Black Sports 980. Welcome back. It's BLK Sports 980s. Your host Laws in the building. We got Aaron. We got wait. Well, I don't know where Shaq at, man. Got D. Jeff joining us in a moment. We back online. I know the fans been waiting for us to come back. Uh, Sunday, all the stuff baby. is happening. That's what I'm saying. Bama's is hype for this football, though. Like I this young right now. Like these Bama's young. Like at the same time, like it's. I don't know who I was talking to, but I'm like, it's a gift and a curse because I really shouldn't be supporting the NFL at all, dog, because these Bamas are so crooked and it's ridiculous. But these Bamas just got, like, they just got everybody by the shoelace and there's nothing we can do. Like, they got us tied into football. To this, It's, it's crazy. Uh, now, I'm about to say, bro, I'm so hyped, like, Spliff Star at a Busta Rhymes concert, bro. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm ready. <laughs> No, everybody's ready, though. But but before we get into, because it's a whole lot of controversy. We've been talking about the NFC East and football and all that stuff. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But did y'all hear Charles Barkley about to get a show on TNT called The Race Card? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? NBA legend and inside the NBA analyst Charles Barkley has had enough TNT has ordered six hour-long episodes of the show with plans to launch in early 2017. Is the producers at TNT smoking rocks, though? Bro, I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. He's entertaining, he's though. He's entertaining. So, Pete, and, that's that's the reason why. Go ahead. And pushing their line. No, I don't want to hear nothing that Charles Barkley has to say. This Bama Charles Barkley is ignorant. But that's why you're going to watch. Just like why, never mind, I was gonna say something else, but. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just tired of turning on TV and being angry, dog. Like, I just, you know what I'm saying? I, what could Charles Barkley possibly say that, he, and that's the, that's the last, why don't they get Bamani Jones or somebody who, who, who can actually talk and speak about racial issues in sports in America with some with an intelligent input I just people don't people people love crazy court shows you know people love more people love Jerry you know people love shows that are dysfunctional they don't they don't want to watch somebody that's intelligent we love unintelligent music unintelligent presidential candidates. We love it all. So, at the end of the day, Bobby fits right in. They just, just want to bat and just sambowing and tap dancing. But and they are who we thought they were. And, and we let them on the Jiggling. He's doing all this crazy funny but No. This white wife. Get out of here. He's an idiot. Don't listen to <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> no. It just... I... Oh, this is this is sad to me, though. It's so sad to me. They giving these Bamas a platform, though. But nonetheless, speaking of platforms, Draymond Green out here <laughs> wilding. Somebody get this man, though. What is he doing? Snapchatting his Lebo Young for the world to see. Come on, dog. Didn't he say he got hacked? Did he say he got hacked? That's what he said first. And then what was his recap? <laughs> What did he recant with? These nuts. 
Gotti! What was his risk? Gotti! That baby had to recant, dog. Right. With Snapchat, you can't just like, as far as I know, you can't just take photos that's already on your phone and then like Snapchat them. You got to take the photo right there. So did like a robot take his phone and take a picture of his Johnson and then push the joint out? You see what I'm saying? Nah, nah. Like you can't lie and say the photo was just there and then Snapchat just hacked it and, and sent it out. But, but that's the thing. He did try to say that. But nobody, he, nobody believes that. No. You know what? I'm not even that familiar with Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, none of them joint. I'm going to be honest with you. I got one social media account. <laughs> I don't got no LinkedIn. I don't have any of that, you know. But so for me, I'm an old school dude. I, I'm not into all the so extra social media. To me, it's just too much information about me on the net. So, but to me, if you're going to do something like that to somebody specifically, you will want to make sure without a shadow of a doubt before I hit this button, it's going to go to the right person. Just like if I was, I, if I were to send a private message to somebody on Facebook, I'm going to make sure it's going to them and them only and not like going on my, on my wall. You know what I mean? Like you would think he would be more, he did it on purpose. I think for real, for real. It was dumb. He doesn't need any more of this type of press his way. But you know, you know how they say it. They'd be like, you know, any kind of press is good press. You know, people talking about you and stuff like that. But yeah, it, that's bad, Andre Green. Come on, dog. Come on. Come on, bro. Has that ever happened to y'all? Y'all ever sent a... Uh... I sent the wrong... Sent the drink Ooh. to the wrong person, but not to the master. <laughs> 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 uh... Yo, have you ever hit public to the world? I don't even I don't even allow them type of pictures and stuff to be in my phone under no circumstances. My wife be trying to get me though. She be trying to get me in when I'm gonna come out of the shower and sitting watching football and trying to hit me up. Like, what are you doing? I'm just like, yeah, I just want a picture. I'm like, no, get rid of them. Yeah, them out here like Draymond Green in front of the world. Once it goes on the web, nah, it's immortal. It lives forever, young. It never goes away. Like that That's what I'm trying to say. Once you get on the internet, it's is a rap. Well, apparently he's getting a, a a contract. Who who's trying to sign him? Do you put that joint up earlier? Oh, the vivid joint, the porn battle. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, they trying to give him a contract. Who Pornhub? Yeah. Uh, One of them. Say, one that's always uh, catching the leak tapes and then selling them joints. <laughs> <laughs> what was the title yeah. of the joint again? Her? These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Gotti! <laughs> what do you mean? Title. I, I don't know. Already. I can't remember what the title was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That means everybody trying to get a dollar. Everybody trying to make a dollar. Um, so, Dwayne Wade the other day had an interview with Carrie Champion. That's your girl, ain't it, Aaron? Her champion. I mess with her too. Um, yeah, nah, she's good. I don't know why she left. Uh, what was first the take. jump? First take. Yeah, first take. Then that was a. It was a step up though for her to move out of there because she was just a host. She was just the host for those two guys. Now she kind of like she's on ESPN. She's like one of the anchors now. Yeah, but nonetheless, she uh, did an interview with Dwayne Wade and basically, you know, talking to Dwayne Wade about. Um, his move to Chicago and Dwayne Wade was on there 
like literally about the. I thought he was about to cry on a little interview jump because he was just like talking about, you know, he loved Miami and he was there and he just thought he was going to end his career there and stuff like that. And he wanted to, but Pat Riley, for whatever reason, you know, said that he wished he had gotten involved a little more in that whole situation. Now, let's not act like Pat Riley wasn't involved. I mean, Pat Riley ain't want to pay Dwayne Wade, and that's just the bottom line. I mean, that's just it. And, I mean, I guess Dwayne Wade thought he was going to get that Kobe deal, uh, but <laughs> Dwayne Wade's not Kobe, though. So, now he's in Chicago, and, I mean, that's just where he That's where he at. He said he's back home now, but what do y'all think about that? I mean, I would say that uh, when it comes, especially to guys, guys like you know Dwayne Wade, especially legends like Dwayne and guys that have played at a high level for a very long time, probably any athlete, they just want to be shown that they're wanted on the roster. And I don't think Pat Riley gave enough effort, you know, during the free agency period to really say that he wanted him. And of course, money shows in a way that you want a player. And they ain't showing him the money. They ain't showing him the love. So he stepped in with somewhere else. I don't think he believed either that Dwayne Wade was going to leave. But he's been there his whole career. So, I, I you know, <clears throat> that's maybe why he didn't do what he had to do anyway. So now that Dwayne Wade's gone, I don't know what the Miami is going to do, honestly. And it's just weird. It's going to be weird this year seeing Dwayne Wade in a Bulls jersey. You know what I'm saying? Especially when I'm playing 2K. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be different. On top of that, Dwayne Wade took pay cuts a number of years to be able to hold the uh, the big three together. So That's true. That's that true. makes it even worse. That is true. I forgot no, about I know. Yeah, no, I know he wanted to put Pat Riley in a chokehold, though. Because every year, he was just like taking less money, you know. And some of it was to his own benefit. I mean, when, when LeBron came, you almost figured... I'm, this is my boy, and we're going to win a championship, so it makes sense for me to take pay cuts. And then, you know, each year it's just like, you know, take a pay cut, and then next year we're going to bless you. We got you. We got you. And, you know, I think that that's a, a going theme. I mean, when we talk about football and stuff, clearly these owners, they're thinking about themselves first. I mean, the Lakers, they didn't have a choice, I feel like. They had to pay Kobe. Like, they just had to. Um because it was Kobe, like that's Kobe's town. But if if a, if a GM can find a way out of not like just throwing away, you know, money that they're not sure that they're gonna reap the 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 profits from or benefits from, then you know why not? But if we knew, the thing is though, I think if we really knew how much money these franchises are making. Like, the little money that these players are asking, especially, like, in Dwayne Wade's case. Like, it's not... I mean, it sounds like a lot to us, but these franchises are making billions of dollars, and they're making... If they can pay... Uh, if they can pay a player 25, 50 million, whatever, that means that they're making 150 million off of that player. This in, in sales, revenue, and jersey sales, and all that stuff, so... Like, I don't know why they wouldn't just pay the man, but... And that's the thing, like, the thing, it's so ironic because it's like, especially when these super teams come together, like you put a LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh together, that makes the team more profitable 
than it would have been in any other circumstance. The only people taking less are the players that come together. The owners are making more money. The city's making more money. Every, like mm-hmm. Everything around the team makes more money. It's just the players have to take less money. It's ridiculous. And then when the players don't want, like they say like, yeah, well, I want more money. Then they try to crucify the players. I mean, you're greedy. You just, right. why aren't you? I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> they get vilified for wanting more money. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate in Dwayne Wade's case that he had to leave. Uh, but he had to leave. Like, I mean, that's just, it is what it is. You know, I don't, do y'all see the, the Chicago Bulls going to the, to the playoffs? I mean, I see him going to the playoffs, but uh, do you see him going to the finals? Nah, dog. Jimmy Butler, Rondo. Nah, the biggest, the the to me, the thing that is going to prevent them, I think, from going to the finals, they have no shooters on the roster. None. <laughs> Cannot win with them. <laughs> all, can't do everybody it. just named can't shoot a jump shot. They're all guys that, you know, take the ball to the cup. So I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to be aggressive, maybe taking, taking it to the, to the, to the, to the defense. But in terms of shooting the ball, if they can't, if they can't get to the cup, they can't shoot the ball. They can't rely on a jump shot. But I, they'll definitely zone be, against some niggas every yeah, time. That's it. Just play zone. Come, I dare to shoot it. I'm giving you the shot. Big fella, get off the court now. Then you throw air ball. But with the East being what it is, they can easily be four for third seed. In my opinion, easily, because I, I I still have obviously the Cavs number one, and um, then from there it's like a crapshoot because then you got the Pacers who improved a lot, that could be possibly number two. You still got the Raptors who are Celtics. The Celtics improved. You got the Bulls. You got the Knicks who added a lot to their roster. I don't know how that's gonna come together. So I mean, they could still be third or fourth seed, I believe, in the East. Possibly. Basically, everybody got the win. Right. Not. If you listen, hell! <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. Fire Ernie Grunfeld. But, yeah, I mean, I think they'll be in the mix. I think Dwayne is going to be motivated to uh, play and really show that he's he's still, um, you know, a prominent player in this league. And I, I expect him to come out with a vengeance this year. Um, the question is, will his body be able to hold up? Um and will his back and all, you know what I'm saying, how he be ailing. But, uh, you know, I mean, he can still definitely play. Him and Butler, how they're going to coexist, I don't even know how that's going to all pan out. But, um, you know, if nothing else, his mentorship, his leadership will, will definitely help the Chicago Bulls um, be better than they were last year, um, if nothing else. So we're going to see, man. But... The jump was funny because when after she interviewed Carrie, uh, after Carrie Champion interviewed Dwayne Wade, like Gabrielle Union, she started talking like she was interviewing him. And then she was, you know, first of all, she was acting. The jump was making me mad because how she was acting like she was like, yes, like the Chicago fans, like, I just couldn't believe it. Like, you know, when we came here, they were crying for for, uh, Dwayne Wade. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, did I marry Justin Bieber? Like, well, I'm like, no, stop, stop it, stop it. All this acting, this is not, this is not a role. I know you, I know your your, your, your movie career been on been on ice right now. Lately, ain't been able to get no good movies. But what you doing right now? She got a show. She got a show. 
Yeah, oh, she got the being Mary Jane, the being Mary Jane jump. Being Mary Jane, that's it. Oh, that jump, man. Every time you go over Yaga House, they be watching that trick, guaranteed. Cannot win. What is this? Cannot win. What's the old? That's the that's the that's the like B level scandal jump, like scandals one A. That jump one C. Oh dang, though, yeah. Um, but transitioning now, we now we on to to football. And a lot, there's a lot going on. I mean, training camp started last week, and we was talking it up, and we was hyped, dog. And I mean, since since training camp started, there's been a lot of stuff that's going on in training camp. Um, but before we get to training camp, uh, Michael Bennett, uh, Martellus Bennett's brother, uh, who plays with the Seattle Seahawks, had some comments about players in the league needing to uh, stand up and step up. Think the women are usually stronger when it comes to stuff like that. It just takes men long, longer to step up. I, I think, and plus the WNBA, there's not as much marketing as in, in, the, in the NFL and, and basketball. I think the guys, we if you really want to be a great influencer, those guys stepped up, and you can't really worry about the marketing dollars behind you because brands control everything. And I think those guys, that, I mean, women in WNBA have really stood up for what they want. And I think that's time for the players in the NFL. You know, most of the players in the NFL are black, 90, 80% of them. But a lot of things in the NFL is so it's so broken, you know. You know, you don't see a lot of great players talking about things socially, whether it's Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys, they're white. They don't have to deal with the things that we deal with as black players. So, you know, so it's not as many in the NBA. Everybody's standing up for it. So the greatest players are in the forefront of movement. So here in the NFL, the greatest players are in the, in the forefront of the movement, whether it's the CBA, whether there's things that's going on with trying to change the way, you know, concussions. The greatest players are involved, like LeBron James and Chris Paul and all these guys. Our great players are sitting back just taking the dollars, whether it's Cam Newton, all these guys, they're not really on the forefront of trying to change what's, what's going on because, you know, as a great player, you have to remember that there's people that came before you, and a lot of people that came before us, they put a lot of work in, whether it was strikes, whether they stood up for whatever they stood up for, they had to do that. And I think a lot of times it's, we don't know our history, we forget about those people. You know, you forget to pay homage to all those guys, and, you know, you know, so this is what it is. And basically calling out different players in the league. Um, and he called out Cam Newton and a couple other players, but then he he recanted on Cam Newton. He really wasn't trying to go at Cam Newton. He was just he was just trying to make the point that there's a lot of players in the NFL that have big influence and that they need to step up and they need to say something. And he kind of referenced the NBA guys and saying that, you know, we need to come together. It needs to be unity, you know, and if we come together and band together, then we can create a lot of change because we have the platform and we're leaders and stuff like that. Um, what are y'all thoughts on that? Do y'all agree with him? Uh, I, th- I think so, because the I think the problem now is the, the players... Huh. They kind of not, and they, I think that's why they got the deal that they have right now in terms of players and what the salaries are, and allowing Roger to get Roger to Goodell to have what he has. But then also he was talking about Cam Newton as being like a guy to change the perspective on the black quarterback, I guess in a sense, and how the black quarterback is viewed as not being cerebral and being more like just purely an athlete. And uh, I think he was just kind of calling to that. But I, I think he could have approached it better. I, I never think it's a good idea to to say things like that to catch somebody off guard. I know he was asked a question. And obviously he's passionate about what he was talking about. But you never want to say that stuff and let it get to the person just via the news. You know what I'm saying? You want to at least talk about those things and 
I don't. He didn't think about it until he said it, and he did go back. He apologized to Cam. I heard he called him up and apologized to him. But you know, he he has a point. But I think his delivery might have been off a little bit. Yeah, nah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I definitely think he did have a point. He should have, you know, by calling out people in the league. But the thing is, like, and somebody said it, you know, in the league, when you think about. Like who really has a voice in the NFL? It's the quarterbacks. It's not really the skill position players. I mean, yeah, they can say stuff, but like in order for a team to really move or budge, it gotta come from like the head of the team. It gotta come from the quarterbacks. And really, if you look around the league, you want some of these, you want white quarterbacks talking about black issues in the league? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you really want them being yes. being <laughs> that's when it'll matter? I mean Okay, but but this is the thing though. This is the thing though, Aaron. With that, with that, you open up a can of worms. Cause if you want Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and all, you already know this Bama Tom Brady hang out with Donald Trump. So you expect him to be like Black Lives Matter and, and we need to, you know what I'm saying, come together on this jump. Nah, dog. What we need is for him to not say anything to let us know what side he's on. So we can stop having these Uncle Toms running around screaming Tom Brady. All right, all right. My name is Uncle Ruckus, volunteer corrections officer. Next stop, Willie Harden Maximum Security Prison. Now you white chillin' be prepared. This is gonna be like a trip to the zoo. But do not worry, your Uncle Ruckus will protect you. a representative of the other side and the people that oppress you, that's what we need. There's too many people who kind of on the fence and don't know enough and plead ignorance about the people they cheer for and stuff like that. You need to know what side these people are. When you put money in their pockets, buying their jerseys, supporting their team, supporting them, period, you need to know. Yeah, I, well, I, I agree with you there. But, I mean, if, if you're that person, you're going to stay far away from that because you're not going to do anything to try to rustle the feathers or stir up the waters. If you if you good, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, 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 just, I just can't see a scenario... Um, you know, unless a lot of the league came together and we're just like, you know what, we're not going, we're not going to play or we're not going to do certain things. I mean, it definitely would have, it would have value and would make a difference if they, uh, you know, came together on issues. But I just feel like when it comes to the NFL, the league and in, in the, in the, uh, the ownership has them tied by the ankles. Like they just got them. But that's the thing. Like professional sports is the one segment where black people stop have to stop having to act like they're guests at the table. They're the commodity. They're 70% of the NFL, 80% of the NBA. If they decided they were tired of it, it would have to stop. These billionaires are not going to sit there and watch billions of dollars keep disappearing year after year after year. You're not a guest at the table. You're the commodity. Act like it. Man, man, they need to listen to you, bro. That's it. That's it. They, 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 they I mean, but... For whatever reason, the mentality that that brings us to this next next point. And, and Jeff, you know, just joining us, uh, you can probably chime in. But like looking at DeAndre Hopkins holding out for one day, for what to try to get his bread up to <laughs> basically send a signal to the ownership that he was saying like, you know, y'all need to pay me because right now DeAndre Hopkins is on a one million dollar salary for this year. It's like which is which is yeah which is basically the equivalent of me working at no disrespect but like me working at wendy's and flipping burgers 
no disrespect or anybody out there trying to get their money that's how you get it okay but yeah the Bama's clearly he didn't hold out long and expects the team to budge and move or whatever whatever and that's what kind of culture we have in the, in the league where they just so like so scared I mean Antonio Brown is another one who just made it known that uh he wanted to get his bread up and he actually had comments that I agree with when he said he was like uh, if if guys underperform you get rid of them if if a guy overperforms you take care of them yeah that's not the case though because it's always the the favor is always in the owners and in the GM so it's if you underperform and there's no it's not a lot of guaranteed money if you don't have the a cap hit get this guy out of here or trade yeah. But when a guy overperforms, now it's like, ah, I don't want to pay him. Then you start making up excuses. Oh, he's too old. He's gotten hurt in the past. You start bringing up all these reasons why you don't want to pay him. Now, granted, Brown is, I think he had, what, a four-year deal? $45 something like that. So I think he still has two two years left on this deal. And I guess he's seeing the money that was thrown around this offseason. And it's like, hey. He will say, I'm probably the best receiver in the game. You know, I want to get paid like that, too, because the life expectancy of a a player in the NFL is not very long. So he just wants to cash in now while he can, because he and every other player is one injury away from not making any money. And that's just the way the NFL works in any sport, but mainly in the NFL, because the money's not guaranteed like baseball and basketball, where if I get hurt, I'm like Allen Houston. I'm still making money from the Knicks. 10 years after I'm off the roster. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, so it's, I'm a stole. Stole. So it, I could see why NFL players want to get paid, you know, and why he would want to get money despite him still having two years in his contract. Like he is definitely outperformed his contract by leaps and bounds without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, because yeah. he is. And uh, who's the dude in, uh, can't think his name, in Denver? Both got 75. Yeah, um, the Marys, the Marys Thomas. Thomas. That's it, the Marys Thomas. Yep. They, do they deserve the money, Jeff? Yeah. Who is that? Antonio Brown. Yeah. And, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and DeAndre. Either Hopkins. one of them. DeAndre Brown making I mean, a million though. Yeah, that's, that's DeAndre Brown. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins made. Yeah, he making oh, yeah. a cool buck. Yeah. <laughs> like a round pick joint. I mean, I, like I mean, Antonio's only making uh, six, six. He making six two five. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, both of them clearly deserve the money, but like you said, they're not gonna hold hold out. Seriously, I mean, for 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 Antonio, uh, for Brown or whatever, it, it's it's just one of those things where, like, he doesn't really have any leverage because the Steelers have never been for anybody in the past, not even Ever. for Ben Roethlisberger. So, right, yeah. like, it was you know he wasn't really going. Uh, fight, fight a no, winning back. You mean to tell me that Bama don't say I'm not showing up, and they see that roster that's trash at receiver? Like, dog, Marcus Bean is not a number one. Though. They do not pro- do holdouts. They at all. Yeah, they, they won't have, even negotiate with you if you hold out the, the Ruins. Yeah, they they're very notorious for not paying players. Like they yeah. don't succumb to that type of I'm a holdout yeah. mess. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they would just find that Bama until he. <laughs> until he bankrupt <laughs> to the five just be like yeah uh, you owe us uh, $778,000 for all the time Blake what are you talking about like come on man It the thing is at the end of the day 
I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, he definitely has a case. You making a cool buck. And, and, Boy, if you don't. And you're the best. They didn't have no receivers outside of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they brought in a rookie Batman. But Brock Osweiler's career is hinges on DeAndre Hopkins being there. Yes. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's the best receiver they had and the best receiver they've had in years. So they can't afford oh, not to pay Andre him. Andre Johnson was a monster, though. Yeah, Andre same. Johnson was a monster five years ago. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, boy, if you don't, he ain't been the same since he whooped. Uh, who was the little light skinned back? Colton Finnegan. Ever <laughs> 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 since then, his career been on a downward spiral. Yeah, though. No. I mean, the Jonah is is truly sad because DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like he definitely could hold out. Like I wouldn't have showed up the whole week. I'd be like, Nah, I'm not going he got out. Got a roast there. above himself for four hundred forty thousand uh, today or tomorrow. So he had uh, he had to oh to show up. Yeah, uh, that's why he showed up. He got to get got to do the fake injury joint, like pull oh, your yeah. hamstring. Oh yeah, I'd have came in that joint and been at the water fountain chilling. Like, <laughs> yeah, young, you're like, oh yeah, my ankle. I just twisted the trainers. Be over there, John. I'm like, dog, they don't pay me on this ankle joint going last, but. Yeah, Antonio Brown, dog. He he's the best receiver in the league. Like yeah. two hundred and thirty-six catches in the past two years. I mean, no, no I take that back. Two hundred and sixty-five catches in the past two years. That That's crazy, dog. Five, and twenty-five touchdowns. Come on, dog. You gotta get up. You just pull out the checkbook and just write him a check. <laughs> I mean, th- why wouldn't you? Because they yeah. don't. <laughs> And then that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, I think even from the player's standpoint, if you're not paying somebody who's outperforming, like, you know what I'm saying, just super outperforming their contract like this, like, that's a slap in the face. That's a spit in the face. But I would have to say this, though. I, I believe the Steelers, because that that team's uh, kind of their, who they are as a team on offense had changed. And they were really, remember when, Jerome Bettis was there. They were just run, 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 run. Yeah. <laughs> dig it to Hines Ward. Run, 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 run. Dig it to Hines Ward. Like, that, their philosophy changed completely on offense. And they've always had a top wide receiver the last, I don't know, seven years. And they let him walk every single time. So they're not going to change anything for Antonio Brown. Case in point, Plessical Burris. He left, went to the Giants. Then after that, they had Emmanuel Sanders. He cooked. Went to the Broncos. Now they got Antonio Brown. They don't, I don't, I don't think they And they really had Mike Wallace, Wallace too. And they had Mike Wallace. So they don't, they're not tripping off of these wide receivers. I think Antonio because. Brown better than all of them Bamas, though, dog. But he the, better than all of them. No way. I, I feel I hear you and I and I get that. And I see that's of course that's the way they do business. But I'm saying Antonio Brown is better than all of them. I agree. He is better. But I think when they believe, when you believe in your system, sometimes you devalue a player because of that, and so you're not gonna you're not gonna feed into or succumb to their demands. Just, I mean, that's I'm looking at it from their standpoint. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to how we're looking at, it, like he's he's a great player. Yeah, he is a great player. But how many other great wide receivers have they had in the last seven, ten years, and they let walk and just go in free agency? People are like, what are they what are they smoking? And then someone else comes in and cooks. Antonio Brown wasn't he like a sixth round, fifth round pick? He wasn't top pick. They had so many. <laughs> Who was the other dude that had that ended up with the Jets like a couple years ago? Now, uh, they got 
he got traded for like a fifth round pick and ended up with the Jets. The receiver uh-huh. that caught that pass in the Super Bowl against the uh, Cardinals, like barely got two feet. Oh, in. oh, San Antonio Holmes. San Antonio Holmes. Yeah, yeah I forgot about him too. They let everybody walk down. They were like, we're not paying you. Can't do it. <laughs> not doing it. Not... Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. But that Batman, that Batman, he, Antonio Brown did right, dog. He played his, he played his role. That Batman just said, I just, you know, made his little comment, but showed up with a smile. <laughs> right. The man is high top fade. Showed <laughs> up at <laughs> the practice. Was, He's not gonna like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I job one new. I want some more bread, but I'm gonna just go. Ahead. I'm, I'm here, boss, boss. I'm here. <laughs> so, BTC. that was unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate, dog. But. I feel like DeAndre Hopkins, bruh, stay home, dog. Stay home. Take my advice, young. Stay home. They got to pay you. They have to. Because they gave Brock Osweiler $18 million. And it's, if you don't if you don't show up, them Bamas ain't winning three games. Um, that's just facts. They don't have a chance at winning without DeAndre Hopkins. That's just, that's just that's facts. Um, so... You can hold out as long as you want, bro. You shouldn't have did no one day. You should have did at least a week, and yeah, had, just send your agent up there. Don't even go to. Don't even go up to the field. Don't show up at camp. Nothing. Just send your agent up there. And then when your agent give you the call and say you inked up, then you can come back. Or you see it on ESPN or Air Water. One of them Bama's tweeted out. Then you can come back. But until then, stay at home, bro. Stay at home. Um. Uh, what else is going on in training camp? Reggie Bush signed with the Bills. Let's go, champ! Booger um, Bills. Let's go, champ! Got Reggie Bush. No, I mean nothing. He'll play, nothing. For, he'll play for two games. That ain't going to help them, though. Jenga, Jenga blocks. Them joints going to fall down. One block come out, his knees something back. No, he got... Yeah, he always hurt. He always hurt. He, I mean, it sounds flashy, because, but you know... Because people think about Reggie Bush and the agility and his acceleration and his elusiveness and his catching out the backfield and him with Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy. You just think about all the all the other players. All but, the possibilities. Yeah, but he's only going to last two, three games. Don't pick him up on the fantasy team. Don't do it. They said oh, they're going to no. have him return in punts and kicks. Uh-oh. So it's going to be over mm. early. Over early. <laughs> uh, Stevie Johnson, his knee buckles. Meniscus gone. He doing surgery. Oh wow. Yeah, he out with uh with the um, Chargers. Mm. Heard and Allen. Peyton Manning at Dolphins camp. Try to help your boy, uh Aaron Tannehill. Tannehill. <laughs> try to get, get him right, dog. Yeah. Ross is putting all the bread into everything out there, young, like to try to win a chip. He offered Snyder, man, like Sue. You know what I'm saying? Like bringing if he if he bringing in Manning to work with uh, Tannehill, like on some consultant, that's a ba- that's another bag. So yeah, he he pulling out all the stops. That's, that's Adam Adam Gase. Adam Gase made the uh, yeah Gase. He Peyton to get him get him name. Was like yeah, I need you to holler. Need the quarterback whisper. Get him mm-hmm. to holler at uh, Tannehill. Get him, get him above average. Because whatever right now, happens, Jim Sorge or. Uh, Curtis Payne or anybody that ever been behind Payne. <laughs> <laughs>
You a bum. Hey, dog, you saying there's no hope, there's no hope for Tannehill? Taking his all for selfie. So it's a wrap. It was a down day because it, it's, it's warm down there and it helps with neck. That neck fusion stays good and loose. He said he don't need no more. He down there for the uh, for the low, for the Balco cream gel because that gel right up the street with the Balco and he just having to yeah. be out there. Oh, I mean, man. But in, in Tannehill's defense, I mean, he was a he was a wide receiver in college. So you already know the Bama's transition was going to take time. But the problem is, even if he got help, from Peyton, muscle memory is gonna kick in and he's gonna go back to the old Tannehill. I don't know how much this is really gonna help him. Nobody knows. He would need Peyton Manning like a whole off season. Like as soon as the season's over, when they go six and 10 or whatever, or seven and nine, you need to get Peyton in at that point and help you. Like getting him now a training camp, it's too late. Cause you only got like what, four or five weeks of training camp. Then your the season starts. I don't, I don't know. But how do much you want to marginalize me till I'm for. out of my yeah. mind? Yeah, I mean, Adam Gates. I mean, he did a work with Jay Cutler last year, and he he improved him. He cut down his turnovers, made a more efficient passer. Um, you know, and he was able to do you know put up pretty solid numbers. Uh, I still wouldn't have picked him in fantasy, but still here. Uh, you know me. You know, don't be scared. Like, I'm just in shape. Jay <laughs> don't get scared. I'm just in um, shape. I mean. Taney Hill is not Jay Cutler. Yeah, as I'm far certified as arm talent and different things like that. So I don't even know if how much progress can be made. Now, one thing that's going in the favor of of uh, Tannehill is that Tannehill has weapons, though. Jarvis Landry. Um, Who else? Uh, they got a uh, last year from Louisville. Uh, what's the receiver? Yeah, what's his name? Oh yeah, the, um, he's like six. He's tall. Bama's yeah. tall. They got Kenny Stills, um, Rashad Matthews, Devontae Parker. That's what it is. Devontae, Devontae Parker, Parker, Jordan Matthews. Cameron. Yeah. Like I mean, the Bama got and then in the backfield, I mean Jay Ajay, that Bama. His, they got your boy. Know. They got my boy Arian. And then word on the street in camp, he looking sharp, like he looking that healthy, is. but mm-hmm. but. You know what I'm saying? The strained cheese on the Bama's uh, Achilles heels. His brother. brother, I hope hope that Bama stayed in uh, Houston. Because if you came out of Miami, it's just a matter of time, dog, for the strained cheese pop. It's just a matter of time, dog. But but they got weapons, dog. So, I mean, if, if... I think Adam Gates is a good coach for Tannehill, but Tannehill just... I just, I don't know. I can't trust them, though. I can't I mean, trust them. But they also said, too, that uh, a lot of the players after, um, who was the coach that left that was the, the Green Bay Packers ex-officer coordinator? I can't think of his name now. Oh, uh, Philbin. Yeah, Philbin. A lot of the players said after Philbin left, they kind of saw like bleeding and said that uh, they never saw a quarterback get pampered so much like Tannehill. So that maybe was hurt his progression is the way they went about I've seen him. U- utilizing him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, you seen him before? You seen I've seen him right here in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never hear Phil been talking about the wind causing interceptions. Kirk misses uh, missed some things today, uh, passes off target, things like that. Uh, when you look at it, are those mechanical issues? Or are they? Or is he getting too much pressure? Or are, are, how big? Yeah, I don't know. I have to look at the film. You know, like I said, also a little windy. Uh, but and also, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is true, though. That's facts. That is facts. But this is uh, with Tannehill. 
he's another one of those like athlete first kind of guys. He's not an right. anticipating throw guy. And right. so these people keep talking about develop and pocket this and that. If you're not an anticipator, you will never, ever, ever be an anticipator. A person who anticipates throws. It's never happened once in the history of the NFL. And nobody can name a quarterback who all of a sudden just anticipation just became a part of his repertoire. That's he has true. to be in a spread offense, like kind of similar to what the Patriots run, where guys are spread out, you can see the throw first, and that's what it has to be. Some form of that or read option. Other than that, it's not going to work. Yeah. So that's what it is. Is Adam Gates going to put him in those kind of situations where their base is like three wide, four wide? You know what I mean? If not, then you're wasting your time. Aaron over there, the quarterback guru over there, talking to quarterback guru. Uh, yeah, man. So I, I agree, dog. I agree 100%. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on Tannehill. What else is going on in, in the league right now? I mean, I'm trying to think what I miss. Uh, Josh Norman? Getting, getting, getting flambéed out there? It's like this thing. People, people are jumping to conclusions because, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson hit him with the bink bink and then <laughs> after that play <laughs> Pierre Garçon 4-7 running dusted him ran past him like he was standing still first of all I, young, maybe it was the video but that bam uh, was moving dog Garçon was moving yeah. in that show uh, and after those two those two uh, plays, you know, people have gone crazy and saying like, "Young, I don't know if Norman worth the money and all like that." <laughs> but that's skins fan. That's skins fan. That's skins fan. You know, Bamas just go crazy, or whatever, whatever. But the thing is, yeah, we already know what kind of like player Josh Norman is. Yeah, um, we've already said that. The, well, Aaron and myself, and I, I'm sure you guys would agree. But like the the faster, shiftier receivers are not going to be. Who Norman needs to be checking one on one. Like he's gonna have trouble with the fast switch receiver. Antonio Brown game one gonna have one forty one in the touchdown. Like that's just it's yeah. just a given. But for the taller guys, I mean, you can see what he he did to Des Bryant. You can see what he did to Julio Jones. You can see what he did to a lot of these taller, bigger receivers. How he was able to stifle them and and really cause havoc and do different things. And so at times he'll be matched up in one on one situations. But- but for the most part, he's a zone. He's a zone corner. I mean, well, what you gonna I, say? I Jeff? was gonna Go say though. I was gonna say like, uh, I mean, he did a job. Obviously, you know, he's infamous now for for the Odell Beckham. And Odell Beckham is he's not a tall. He's a shifty guy. You know, he's about five. But but but, but, but this is but the Odell, Odell Beckham jump. That jump was fifty fifty because Odell no, Jai cooked him okay. and dropped a touchdown. He dropped I mean, the touchdown. He dropped that and then, one. But and then, I mean, outside of and that, it wasn't. They, but they weren't even playing football in that jump. They was like just head I mean, hunting that, and doing crazy well, type that stuff. That was Odell fault though. That wasn't John's normal fault. Odell I mean, like lost his cool. I he think. In that situation, though, I think Norman won the cerebral battle. He got into to Odell's yeah. head and, and took him out, of, but took him out of his game. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, Odell got the better of him in terms of physical attributes on the field. Like he separated for him. What, what, what were the numbers? It was uh, like seventy and a touchdown, and that's with the drop. That would have been over a hundred and two touchdowns. Yeah, right. exactly. But the drop didn't happen. The, the drop huh? didn't. The, the drop didn't. Happen. Nah, but 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 it's the, the thing though, Jeff. The, Jeff, Jeff. But it's the thing though. The when he when he dropped the touchdown, he was 
40 yards away from Josh close. Norman. That's yeah, yeah, like, it wasn't even close. It wasn't like, even close. It, it wasn't a close jump. Like, it's one it's one of them jumps where, like, Josh Norman, was all he could do was look and pray, and when he dropped the jump, he just, like, kind of taunted him, like, yeah, young guy. But I mean, he was cooked. The, the, the reality of it is, like, in the last, you know, I guess probably you go back five, six, whatever plus years, in terms of, like, the shifty of receivers, like, the only one who's done the best job on them, like, and that's everybody, would be Revis. Like, those guys are hard to guard. Most of the receivers are well, going to be big receiver, anyway. Oh, slot corners to guard yeah. those kind of guys. Right, because, yeah. I mean, most of the most of the receivers you're going to check that are number ones, they, they're not Odell Beckham. Outside of Odell Beckham and, and, and A.B., those are only the two small ones. I right. mean, everybody else is, is, is Big body, long yeah. striders. So. But, I, I mean, oh, but the, but... Hey, you it's too late. But I'm gonna just say this, young. All I know is that he put Julio Jones on strap, put that bam in the jail, threw yeah. away the key, put Des Bryant on super strap, and you can say his quarterback wasn't there, yeah. whatever, whatever. I know all the Dallas apologists and Des make up stuff. Des was hurt too. It wasn't hurt, smirk. Don't be on the field if you hurt. Stay in the locker room. What I'm, what I'm put saying. The, is... Put the ornament on and the icy hot. I don't want you step out on the field, you get cooked, they go on your resume. I'm sorry. Yeah. If I go if I go to a job and I and I don't put deodorant on and I'm stinking up the whole office that, that, and I don't get hired and I don't get hired, that's on me, bro. That's on me. Look, I mean the thing is like this, Norman is to me, he is a a guy that thrives in the zone. And I think when people see him get the fifteen million highest paid corner, they expect him to be Deion Sanders, Darrell Revis, shut down on an island. You can't get past me. You can't get in front of me. And and that's it. But to me, the way the league is, it's a more of a passing league where it's harder to defend like that now. I mean, Revis was great at it. I mean, he was literally one-on-one the whole time. But most of these, there's no, there's not a lot of guys that come around that are just one-on-one. People say Patrick Peterson, but he gets cooked a lot too, in my opinion. Yeah, Sherman do too. And Sherman's not one-on-one. He's a cover three guy. He's a zone guy as well. But he but he do he do go on one-on-one sometimes and he be getting cooked. A lot, but it's zone. T.Y. Hilton be cooking him. But it's zone though. It's not, he's just, he's protecting a zone one-on-one, but he's not guarding him like at the line of scrimmage and he just my man I have no over the top help it's not a lot of situations like that with Sherman he always has you know either Cam or Earl over top because Earl is so fast he just plays center field he can do side on the sideline so the same thing with Norman he had he had two he had safeties he had great linebackers underneath so you can play aggressive in that zone it you seem like you're one-on-one but you're really not you're just in the zone you're protecting that zone so you have the confidence that the guys are around you are going to play their role. And he's just a really good zone guy. He can play man, too. But I just think, like you said, Aaron, when it comes to the little shifty or kind of faster guy, he's not a fast, overly fast guy either. At all. You know what I'm saying? So he relies really on his technique, just like Sherman, just like Revis, because those guys are not faster than the guys are guarding. So they have to rely on their technique to kind of stay with them and their physicality. He's just the same way. People are just... Got to chill, you know what I'm saying? Now, the, the question is how the Redskins are going to use him. Are the Redskins going to use him more in the zone? Or, That's the thing. And the Redskins, to me, traditionally, in just last year, they're more of an up-in-your-face press man team. And if you can't do that, then you're going to get flambayed. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Definitely. Um, but the word on the street, Breland out there looking like the true number one 
and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I mean, the thing is, if you have two good corners and they can feed off of each other, or if teams like okay, well, we're gonna go over here, and you got corners that can kind of really take hold their own, then that's that's a plus. That's a boost. So with that, that brings us down to our last segment of the day, where we talking about the NFC East record predictions schedules. Uh, uh, we got. We got the skins. Okay, so we're just going to go around and then you're going to just tell me the record you got the skins at this year. And then we'll go through all the NFC teams and then any discrepancies we'll, we'll clear up on the back end. So, D, we starting with you. Well, what do you got the skins going this year? Uh, Go ahead and give me a moment. Pass with me real quick. Go, go with Aaron real quick for the skins. Aaron, skins. What's their record this year? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Seven and nine, Jeff. I'm gonna I'm I'm jump out there and say ten and six. Ooh, you know I I'm looking I'm I'm kind of in the same in the same bar thing with Aaron and with the seven and nine. The rest has got a tough schedule, man. I'm looking at this yeah. schedule now. <laughs> Ooh, wait, it Especially ain't the back half. It's crazy. Oh my, Yo, it is crazy. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say. Eight and eight, and just jump there right in the middle. Um, and and I think like nobody's out there too crazy. I mean, the ten and six is possible. It is. I think that that's like the highest end of the possibility. But anything higher than that, then you on you smoking you smoking smoking rocks. The dippers. Uh, and it, yeah, the dippers, <laughs> the hard, yeah, the real kind, dog. <laughs> Uh, the ones that had you butt naked out on uh, Alabama Avenue <laughs> with no shirt on. Uh, or, you know, on the low end, seven and nine, I think that that's plausible too. Now, I was, I thought maybe if Shaq was on here with us, he might have said six and ten just to just be trying to start controversy. But, you know, even like six and ten being on the lower end, I don't see the Redskins, even though the schedule, I mean, it could, it could get, they could get ugly. Um, like I said, those first five games, you we gonna know what this <laughs> Mavis gonna be revamping their whole schedule. But after the first five games, because we'll we'll know for sure. But uh, seven and nine, I think is is a very reasonable um, reasonable record for the for the Redskins this year. Uh, okay, so now we on to Philadelphia seventy six. I mean, not the seventy six. <laughs> might as well. Even though they, might, <laughs> he's an idiot. Don't listen to this. He's an idiot. Go Even though they, play, <laughs> you know, they might play like the Babas, though. He said, Bobby. Uh, go ahead and tell him what they Eagles. What's their record? We'll start with you, Jeff. Eagles record this year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say like 5 and 11. Look at the schedule. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, well, I'm right there with you, but me and Aaron got a bet. So <laughs> I'm going Eagles. Four and twelve. I have the same thing. I have four and twelve as well. Um, just with all the loss they had on 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 both sides of the football, I, I just don't see them. They weren't that great last year, and I don't see how they get any better this year. They didn't add anything to make them a better team. So I see four and twelve in their future. Six and ten would be accomplishment, in my opinion. Six and ten. That's a Super Bowl for these Bamas. They are trash. Aaron? 115. What? 
Bro, what are you no. talking about, man? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was saying one in 15. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Go through their schedule and tell me Tell me, tell me the, the one game they're going to win. The Browns. That's what he's – or the Lions. It's probably they the bet, Browns. No, it's the Browns is the only game they play against a winnable or a team that they can beat that's at home. The other two games that everybody else is going to say is winnable are on the road. Honestly, though, I think they can beat us. We always typically split with the Eagles for whatever reason. I don't I don't know if it's a mental thing. Hey, I don't take know. that down to 6-10 and 10 from 7-9 and because I gave them both of the Eagles games. <laughs> You said one in fifteen, though. I'm gonna go through the schedule. <laughs> you got time to go through the schedule? Huh? Yeah, go ahead. Browns. I gave them a W week one. Okay. They play in in uh in Philly. Then they at the Bears in Chicago. That's Lost. a possible win. That's definitely a possible. It's win. a possible jump, but that's what and I'm that saying. Way. It's at I'm least possible. It's a possibility. But that's the thing. You could do all these like that. So you got to no, pick. No, not all of these jumps. No, no, that's not, what I mean. not at all. But Some of these jumps is L's. No, no, they're L's. All I'm saying, all I'm, saying, all I'm saying real quick, and then Aaron could get back to the schedule. I'm saying we could, all of us, when we go over the schedule, you could say, oh, that could go either way. So you got to pick the ones where you right. think. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's true. That's true. That's Your true. money was on the line, but you take right. the Eagles yeah. against the Bears. No. Nah, Bob. Nobody on here would take the Eagles over the bench. I mean, Monday night, Monday night, 8.30. With they your had, money. If the at numbers Chicago, were right, if the numbers were right, yeah, if the spread was, was, was right, I would do it. Now, we talking about head up, no spread. I'm with if the numbers was right. Oh, no spread? The numbers no, first, first, this is the thing. It's early in the season, so if they going to squeak a W, right. it's going to be versus the Bears early on a Monday night when they, you know what I'm saying, where teams haven't really figured out what people trying to do and stuff like that so if they're going to get a win that will be the that will be it yeah, but, but okay okay let's take that let's take that away all right no win let's stay the brown they beat the browns they lose to the bears still is mud hole lions that that's another maybe that, maybe 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 not that was the three that's games the, i gave y'all i gave you browns i gave you since y'all wanted it to be the bears i don't think it'll be even close bears and then lions after that, it's murderer's row. They're not going to win any other game even close. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not even going to say win or loss. I'm just going to go through All the rest right. of the schedule. Uh, They're going to lose. Cowboys. But nah, we know for losing them games, we should win no, like that. No, I'm not losing. So, no, so Vikings, my whole... Dog, the Cowboys have no defense. They are so loaded I don't on know why And plus, but this is the thing. It's it's still an NFC East game. Yeah, and them Jones, them Jones is not walk talent. over. The Eagles got beltway talent, Harold. They the Cowboys have third and fourth stringers that's, nah, that's, their defense right now. But that but that's but that's also that's also not true though all the way, Aaron, because think about it. They still got young receivers and tight ends, and Bradford played with them all the last year. So the guys Bradford are all coming trash. back. Yeah. I'm just saying, dog, they 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 were they he collapsed. Over the last half of the year, because he didn't start out that bad. Who's the running back? Who's the running back for Eagles? Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews. No, no, he's a starter. Oh, who else yes. is gonna start? That's true. They got. They don't have no. No, time. Darren Sproles. They got Darren Sproles too. He's not a running back. He's a receiver. That's five. Yeah, two. but they signed him for well, a contract. So he'll be hurt by week three. But the thing, like I said, I'm with Harold in the fact that it's a division game, and then like I said, those guys on offense have played together. And the receiver, uh, he's going to be They have a new system. Team. What if they played together? So what they played last year? It's a whole new system. They got I mean, a new head. No, then, then on top of that, you act like the 
Tony Romo gonna be there for the Cowboys all year. But that Bama might I'm not even be around. We just assume it healthy. Yeah, right. You have to assume. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, okay, I'll say this. Okay, after the Cowboys, then they play the Giants, they lose. Falcons mudhole, Seahawks mudhole, Packers mudhole, Bengals mudhole, Redskins gonna get their life together and beat them. Uh Ravens. That now the Ravens jump 50-50. Right. Depending. You you just don't know. That's what I'm saying. That that, that fourth game. And then oh. you got two defi- the two division uh matchups where they both matter. And I'm sure they're gonna be trying to play spoilers, so they probably play harder than they would during the regular season. Not to say that they're gonna win, but I'm just saying like it's at least five to six games out of there that yeah. can get swung either way. And they always beat us on a on a primetime game for whatever reason. We always lose to Philly in primetime. I don't I don't know why, but sprinkle all the magic on this y'all want. I, the bets are already locked in. <laughs> the bets is locked in. All right. We gonna see every season. All right, so Darren got the off-brand jump at one fifteen, but we'll know we'll, we'll know by week eight if one fifteen was just a just a fairy tale or it was some truth to it. All right, so now we got the Giants. Yeah. What? Uh, I I see us going ten to six, possibly eleven and five, because our schedule is not that great. Because y'all I have the worst schedule in the league. They say, yeah, uh, degree of difficulty or however they call it. Yeah, based off of teams last last year's records, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, looking at the teams, you know, that we face, I I could see us going ten and six. Um, but again, I don't I don't know what to expect from the new head coach. That's the part that I don't know if if it's going to be a team that's going to always start off slow or start off four and two, then go you know <laughs> one and six, and then try to win out the last two games and make it to the playoffs. Like that's a team that I've known the last like eight years. But they with the roster that we put together and the schedule, I think we should go ten to six. Eleven and five. Actually, I think they'll like tie with the skins, but the skins will have the breaker. Because as y'all know, I'm on record saying that the Skins is going to win the division back and back to back. So he got to hold that. <laughs> yeah, got to hold so, that gun. Yeah, so like, so I think that I actually think that uh, the Giants and um, Redskins will both have uh, be ten and six though. Okay. So I, I I'm I'm right there with the with the rest of the peanut gallery, eleven and five, uh, just the schedule. I think they're gonna come out over break and win the first four games of the of the year, and then lose to the Packers, then beat the Ravens, Rams, Eagles, um, lose to the Bengals, beat the Bears, Browns, um, maybe lose to the Steelers. Yeah, I got eleven. I got eleven and was eleven and four. Eleven and five. Eleven and five. Yeah, eleven and five, young, and they win the division jump. Um, so you think I, you think you think you think uh, Eli and them gonna start out four and up? I do. That's not happening. Though. I have that. Yeah, That's I have. I do, dog. Four and up. I happening. have them starting out four and up, dog. And the reason Yo, I do, y'all want to put? Can can we put some bread on that? Can we I put will. some bread on that? All right. How much you want to put on that? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> you say how much? Go hundred. I just. I just. Yeah. You did. It's stamped. It's stamped. They're going to win at the Cowboys, at the Vikings, and beat the Saints and the Redskins? God, I'm The Saints and the Redskins ain't that good. All they got to do is beat that. Okay. All right. 
that first game at Dallas, that's going to be the closest one because, yeah, I mean, they always played the Dallas tough, but I just, I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's far fetched that for them to be 4 0. So if they, if they do end up 4 0, though, yeah, it's yeah. If they end up 4 0, I'll. But we're gonna know after week one. I mean, every yeah. week is gonna be like a countdown. So we're gonna know. So what's left is America's team. No. That everybody <laughs> loves. That's Pittsburgh. We'll go ahead. And uh the Dallas Cowboys. Aaron, uh, we start with you. Twelve and four. Twelve and four? I went through the schedule. Look, I was I went through the schedule. They don't have so no many. defense for the no, first five weeks. I'm just making All the defenders is on ice. I heard the it. I had I to give them losses. Like I had to find losses for them. I was like, this is too many wins. And I ended up at 12 and 4. Alright. Go ahead, D. 12 and 4 for Aaron. For some reason, I if if they're healthy, I can of see. Course. If they're healthy, I, I still see them maybe going like seven and nine or six and ten. Because, and the reason why I say this is this: their offense, yes, ridiculous. They got Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Romo's back, Dez is back, but I think they're going to struggle defensively with Demarcus Lawrence suspension, with uh, Rolando McClain suspension, Randy Gregory in the nut house. You got. <laughs> They let, they, um, they let they let well they let him walk. They didn't resign him, but um, mm-hmm. what's his name? The gun, the, the AR 15s on the bed and stuff. Um, my man. Oh, Brandon Wheaton? No, no, no. Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy's gone. They, get, they just they just now getting back. Um, I can't John think. Lee, but nah. he he a Lego he, set too. Yeah, he stays hurt, and then the cornerback, their best corner on the roster that was hurt last year, he tore his Achilles. So with and the then, scrub, Bama, was I can't remember. I can't think of his name now, top of my head. But they, you know, they got him back. He's back this year. So I, to me, they're going to have a, a serious issue on creating pressure because they all their best pass rushers are either suspended or gone. So I don't know how they're going to stop teams, and if they if they're in a situation where they're playing a team with a good defense and they can't score. I don't see them. I don't know how they're going to win, but so many games doing it that way. I, I think probably seven and nine because, I mean, Tony Romo is a beast. I hate to to even admit that on our podcast, but he's really good. And their offensive line is ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's. I mean, when they had, you know, Leo Collins last year for like, you know, it's off the street, Bama. I'm a strict free agent. I mean, they they got to steal. I, I I got them seven to nine though. Somehow they're gonna falter some way in Dallas. They always figure out a way to do it. Uh, nine. I got them nine yeah. to seven. Nine, nine and seven. seven. Yeah. I looked at it. You know, I got. I, they they could be. They could go ten and six, but I say nine and seven. It'll be one of those two. But because I got the other two locked at that. I mean, I guess it's a chance that the NFC East could finally get themselves together, though, and you could have three teams like that. But I just don't. I, I wouldn't bet on that. So I'm, I'm saying like nine to seven. Looking at the uh, schedule, before. huh? Did this happen before? Yeah, but um, 
I was thinking yeah, about because I think I think we'll split with them. I think we'll uh, we'll split with them. I think that they'll split with the Giants. Yep. Um, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, I think you know, looking at this, I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota and Green Bay will beat them. I think Cincy um, is going to beat them. So, um, so yeah, they they gonna have some losses on here for sure. Well, I got these bams at six and ten. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. I, you ain't got the answers. Um, and that's not even no hate. I'm just in the, that's just how I feel about it. When they, when you don't have no defense and you don't have no pass rushes, you're not getting W's. Like you have to at least you have to be able to generate pressure. And when I look at these teams that they're playing, a lot of the teams that they're playing have offenses that can score points. So. Giants L, Redskins L, Bears uh, that could go either way. 49ers they gonna beat the 49ers. They're gonna lose to the Bengals. They're gonna lose to the Packers. They're gonna smash the Eagles. They probably gonna beat the Browns. They're gonna lose to the Steelers. They're gonna beat the Ravens. They might. They probably beat the Redskins the second time around just cause. Then they play the Vikings. That's an L for them. Like I just don't see that many games where they just getting W's that, that propel them to double digits. I see more L's in the schedule um, than I do W's, and that's, that's no hate. I'm saying if they had a lot of these defensive players that they, that's going to be out missing games and stuff like that, I might feel a little different. But when you got Bamzoo drafted in the fifth and sixth and seventh round as your starters, potentially for the first half of the season, I'm sorry, young. I mean, it's a reason why they get drafted in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round. Like, it's just a reason why. And I mean, Sean Lee is a beast, but I mean, unless that Batman guy, he taking the Balco too, or doing that jump, which probably is, um, they don't have a chance, young. They just don't have a chance. I mean, even with Romo, then he's 50-50. Who knows if Romo can stay healthy all year long? That's a, that's a question mark. I, I mean... To me, there's two. I would say this: if if the Cowboys can stay healthy offensively, because I, I just think, regardless of their defense, whether they're healthy or not, it's going to be garbage. But if that offense can stay together the whole season, they can easily go like ten to six, eleven to five, in my opinion, because that offense is just going to be that ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, when has Dallas defense ever been like that? They secondary yeah. been trash for twenty years. I mean, because my question, my question would, was going to be like, what's what's Romo's worst record as a starter when he started the whole season? Like he ain't missed no game. Does anybody happen to know that? I can look it up. Yeah, look that up because like I don't think he's ever like now he might not make the playoffs but they usually aren't six and ten like they're usually like nine and seven eight and eight somewhere kind of around and then they the years a couple years where they you know had the big records but then lost immediately in the playoffs it was trash last year though yeah last year they were because Romo was hurt now the year before that they lost obviously that was the catch situation with Dale oh yeah 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 and so it was balling. No, but that, that year they was balling. But I just feel like people just think that they just gonna be that because, because Romo's know. back. But because that's not the, that's not the fact. That's not but the case. Sorry, because Romo wasn't playing. Like they were the same team, just no quarterback. Right. We so, saw the games that they constantly squandered away in the last minute, or they needed the quarterback to make one play. 
and they just couldn't do it. They had NF garbage at quarterback last year, the whole year. Brandon Whedon and Matt Castle, terrible. But well, Whedon look good in Texas, though. <laughs> Come on, though. Yeah, nah. So that that's that's the whole thing with them, though. So, I mean, I think I think they're always gonna be right around there as long as Romo's healthy. Um, but, the reason that they that they uh, never were able to kind of do more in the playoffs because Romo, first of all, in them earlier years, he wasn't really ready, and the team just wasn't strong enough or all the way around. Where so like you know. So that's kind of what you 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 you've dealt with with Romo. He's been good, but the, they've never had like like uh, Aaron said their defense has been trash, particularly a secondary, and it not really been since where like they've had a, a pass rush like that. But that's so. the thing, though. They had a pass rush where it was kind of like that bend don't break, where they could at least generate pressure on a team that. To me, they don't have any of that because all their best players are either gone or suspended. And I don't yeah. in the league you you have to stop the pass. People are gonna be doing that Brady hop, the little pat, the football joint <laughs> for ten seconds in the pocket. Not Yo, you know, you know what time in the pocket do for a quarterback? That joint is like here's the thing, a gift from heaven. And you're you all had that same time behind that offensive line too. Right, right. And and they got the and they got the young hot shot running back. So if Ezekiel is the truth like that, they can they can like keep the ball away from the defense with Romo. And Alfred, man, they gonna be that's, sick on offense. That's that, that's what they hope for. That's what they hope for. They got off of, They got the. They got it's the, no. It's no way they're gonna be six and ten. But it, if uh, Romo, okay, yeah. Okay, to answer okay. your question, Jeff, it's eight. Right. Eight and eight is the worst he's done when he played all 16 games. That's the worst. Eight and eight, right. Exactly. So that's my point. Like, there's no way they're going to be six and ten if Romo's healthy. That's, that's how many I mean. How many years did Romo play all 16 games? Most of them, except for two. It's been recently where he's had the back issue. That's right. more he, of a he, he played thing. four in 15. He played six in 2010. But other than that, he played 15, 15, 16, 16, 16, 13, 16, 16. Like, it's just like, it's more of like a, like, kind of a moniker he's gotten about being injured all the time. But he only had two seasons with. But the only thing, only thing I can say about that is it's like a reoccurring back injury with his age. Maybe it's something that could be the decline of possibly a Tony Romo. I don't know. Maybe not. But almost like uh, with Peyton His Man, shoulder, his shoulder messed up yeah. too. Like yeah. with, with, with Peyton Manning was a, I mean, he had the record for the with the most play games, like straight games started in the season or something like that, or second to Brett Favre, and then yeah. all of a sudden, bam, that was it, and it all went downhill very quick for Peyton. I mean, that could be the path for Romo, but yeah, injury like if it, injuries make everything go out the window. So of course, if he's not Tony Romo, or if he ends up missing games, then of course, twelve and four is a wash. Right. But if he's Romo, yeah, and I, twelve and four is achievable. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just don't see Romo making it through the whole year. I just don't. <laughs> you hoping and praying over there? <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I don't need her young. Thing is, I, I I don't got nothing against Tony Romo, y'all. Like I picked the Bama up in fantasy. Like I don't he's a cooker. like he's a, he's a cooker. But I'm just saying the Bama has not. I don't have no confidence in him to make it all the way through 16 games. That's just facts. I don't have the confidence Why? in him to make it through 16 games. The facts say he usually plays. I mean, it's just his recently, reputation based on Redskins fans 
mocking pictures of him laying on the turf and memes and stuff like that. But like, if you look <laughs> at it, he only had two seasons that he missed games. All right, man. Well, to my fan, my fans, football players out there, don't, don't pick that Bama up, man. Just don't pick him up, man. Trust and believe. Don't pick that Bama up. Um, well, next week we going to the AFC. What are we gonna do South. AFC East South. We gonna go. We, we gonna go wherever the wherever the uh, wherever the news is at. Um, that's where we gonna go. I mean, we, we probably go to AFC East. We probably try to get get three get two different divisions in there in the next episode. Talk about the Jets and how sorry them Bama's gonna be this year, <laughs> and the Patriots. What they gonna do without Brady? Um, and, and you know some more stuff. And but we are gonna bring that back. Uh, follow us at BOK Sports nine eighty uh, on Instagram, IG, Twitter, all the all that good stuff. You can email us uh, topics at uh, BOK Sports nine eighty at gmail uh, anything else, man? I'm trying to get some shots up, so. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that do feel? Not. How does that do feel? Do 